Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Well Then, where we talk about how to use self-care and mental wellness practices to improve your overall quality of life and relationships. Today, I want to talk about a really important topic that matters to literally everyone, no matter what your relationship status is. I want to talk about the idea of becoming your own best friend and becoming your own ideal partner. This is a topic that I think about, write about, and speak about really frequently, and it has come up a lot lately, especially in a conversation I recently had in a masterclass with a friend of mine about how to get out of patterns of self-sabotage in relationships. And we were talking about the fact that one of the main reasons why we self-sabotage is because we are looking for fulfillment in the wrong places when it comes to love and relationships. And what we mean by this is... So many of us grow up with the narrative and the conditioning that our relationship status is one of the most important things about us. I think the only thing that we learn that is more important than our relationship status is our body and our physical appearance. And you all know how I feel about that. That is a conversation for another time. But the reality is it's true, especially for women, that whether you are in a relationship or single, changes the way that people perceive you. And I personally grew up feeling the uh, the impact of that pressure, feeling like I had to be in a relationship in order to have the kind of fulfillment and joy and love and success that I really wanted in life. And I didn't realize it at the time, especially throughout my early to mid-20s, that no matter what I achieved externally, it was always going to feel not enough if I wasn't in a serious, long-term, healthy, happy relationship. And I spent a long time chasing the wrong people, (laughs) the wrong relationships, and ending up in patterns that weren't serving me and ultimately self-sabotaging in my love life and in my personal life because the idea of being chosen by somebody and being in a relationship was more important to me than finding fulfillment from within. And once I finally realized that and saw that 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 dynamic was really out of balance in my life and decided to do the hard work of seeking fulfillment internally rather than externally, I'm not underestimating or kidding you when I say my entire life changed. You know, I've spoken before that a big pattern or theme for me in my 20s was ending up in situationships, (laughs) ending up in dynamics where I was head over heels for emotionally unavailable men, men who were either not interested in commitment, not available for commitment, didn't want to commit to me, didn't share the same values or long-term vision as I did in relationship, and ultimately just weren't a good match for me. And I wasted so much of my time pining over these men, trying to make them be the one, to make them see why they should choose me, rather than letting them go and choosing myself instead. That felt so impossible to me. You know, if you had told me in my 20s that I would get to the point where I'd be in my 30s and consciously choosing to be single and so beyond happy and thrilled about that and loving the quality of my life, I wouldn't have believed you. And I, like I've said many times before, I would have been terrified and and hated that prospect because I attached so much value and significance to whether or not I was in a relationship. 
I thought that being single was this really embarrassing thing that meant nobody was choosing me because that was the experience I was giving myself. I kept putting myself in positions where it felt like I wasn't being chosen. And so I was convincing myself or reaffirming to myself that there must be something wrong with me. I'm not good enough to be chosen by these guys that I'm interested in that at the time I perceived as high quality men, even though (laughs) my vision might have been a little foggy that might not have been the case but at the time I really thought like this is as good as it's gonna get and they won't even choose me like what the heck is wrong with me this is so embarrassing for me and I even spent a lot of time kind of like evading questions about my love life or pretending that I was more involved with somebody than I was because I really was ashamed of the fact that I didn't have a relationship And the more I worked on myself, the more I really dove headfirst into healing my attachment style, healing my wounds from my past and what I thought love and relationships were all about, the more I began to realize that being single is actually a very empowered state of being. You know, you've heard me talk about in my episode on the importance of single chapters, why I feel that everybody should go through periods of their life, especially longer periods in your 20s, where you are single and focused on yourself and really building a solid foundation of your life before inviting a partner in to build upon with that. And um, so when I I really sat back and and thought about it, I, I started to see, oh, being single isn't embarrassing. It doesn't mean that somebody's not choosing me. It means that I am choosing myself enough to set a higher standard in my love life, to not accept less than I desire, less than I deserve, and to be abundantly clear about what I want and what I do want, do not want. And setting that standard in your life is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so I started to rework my relationship with what it meant for me to be single, with what it meant for me to be in a relationship, understanding my motivations behind why I wanted to be in a relationship and getting clear that I wouldn't be in one until my motivations came from a very healthy, authentic, grounded place rather than a place of just seeking for external validation for somebody else to complete me, to feel fulfilled, to feel good enough. That wasn't going to cut it for me anymore. And what I discovered in this process is that a big part of why I wanted a romantic partnership, why I wanted to find the one, why I wanted to get married is because I had this idea in my head that that person would be my best friend, that that was the person that I could do anything with, say anything to, spend time doing nothing and still feel totally comfortable and just share all these amazing moments and memories with. And the idea of a best friend is a beautiful thing. I think we should all have amazing, deep, rich, fulfilling friendships in our life. And it's also incredible if that person happens to be your romantic partner as well. And I think, you know, the more deep enriched friendships we can have, the better. But there's one important thing that I was missing out on at the time and not really seeing. And that is the fact that that person I was seeking for, that best friend connection I was seeking for in somebody else and feeling incomplete without was something that I could and should create for myself, within myself first. And it might sound kind of cheesy, the idea of becoming your own best friend, but it's actually one of the most self-loving things you can do 
in your entire life. Because when you become your own best friend, you, first of all, are never bored because you're always with somebody whose company you enjoy no matter what you're doing. You're not afraid to go out and have adventures and do the things you've always wanted to do on your own. Those things that you've been waiting for somebody else to do, that trip you've always wanted to take or the restaurant you've wanted to go to or the romantic movie you wanted to watch. You can do all those things on your own and create those memories for yourself. And they become your stories to share with your friends and eventual partner down the road. Becoming your own best friend is also such an incredible journey because you start to set, like I said earlier, set a higher standard for yourself in your life. And you become the one to call yourself out on your shit, to tell yourself when you need to, you know, look at look at something in a new perspective or have more discipline you also get to be the really loving nurturing presence in your life like you get to be all of that for yourself first and when you do that you just you kind of clean up all the messiness in your life you end up having more integrity for your life because you realize you're no longer outsourcing what you could do for yourself. And so then the relationships you do have just become this like healthy, happy, joy-filled bonus. You get to be more accepting of who people are and how they're showing up in your life because you are meeting your own needs first. And then this applies to partners as well. Like, yes, is it still going to be amazing and beautiful when you have a partner someday and you feel like that person is your best friend? Absolutely. But you'll also know that no matter what happens to that person or that relationship somewhere down the road, no matter how long they're with you or not with you, that you've got your own back and you don't have to worry about falling apart because you know that you'll always be there to pick up the pieces. And I really can't emphasize enough how empowering of an experience that is. So I teach a lot about what it even looks like to become your own best friend, how to change your relationship to yourself, your self-talk, learning self-soothing practices, getting clear on defining your desires and connecting with what your future self really wants, calling yourself out, having a better relationship with your body, with your inner child, tuning into those kind of eat, pray, love moments, creating that sense of adventure and passion in your life so that you're not waiting on somebody else to do it. And also building a sense of community around your most authentic self, bringing that version of you into your other friendships. And from there, kind of becoming the one, the soulmate that you always wanted so that when that person does show up, they are going to be so much more aligned because you are more aligned and more in in integrity with yourself. And again, it just takes the pressure off of dating when you realize like you can be that happy ever after right now. You don't have to wait another day to have the experiences that you want to have. And when that person finally does come along, it will be like the sweetest cherry on top of it all. So I have a lot of stories (laughs) that I can tell in the realm of becoming your own best friend. The journey is certainly messy just as much as it is empowering, but I wanted to just open up the door to this conversation because Like I said, I think this is one of the best things you can ever do for yourself and just wanted to tease the fact that I have a lot more resources coming on this topic. So if it's something you're interested in, definitely get excited, definitely send questions my way so I can do more podcast episodes and speak more to the specific aspects of this journey that you are interested in learning about. 
And of course, follow me on TikTok if you're not already. My handle is Heal with Megs. I talk a lot on there about this journey of loving yourself, showing up for yourself, becoming your own best friend, especially in the aftermath of heartbreak and breakups. Um, And even while you're in a relationship, this work is so, so, so important. (laughs) So I hope you're excited to be a part of this conversation with me. I'm definitely excited to continue it with you and hope you enjoyed this short little teaser of what it looks like to become your own best friend, why it matters, and start to really think about seeking that fulfillment from within you rather than from around you, because that is something you can do right now and it will change your life. As always, feel free to share this episode with anybody you think might benefit from it. And until next time, have a happy, healthy, and self-love filled day. <laughs>